0: All right, on the defensive side of the ball, we have to start with the injuries because they are bad. They're really bad. I think that Tredavious White's injury was super tough to see because, one, of his injury history and how hard it was for him to come back, and two, just because he's been around so long and people absolutely love him, he is one of the faces of that team. Matt Milano is the best player on the Bills' defense. And now it looks like he's going to be hurt for the entire season now we do not know the exact right now i'm recording this very late in the evening on sunday so you're probably listening to this on monday morning we'll probably know more i'm sorry i've got one of those city of westminster clean street sweepers going by me right now so i apologize if you hear that in the background We will probably know more on Monday. Sean McDermott should have his weekly Zoom call or his Monday weekly Zoom call with reporters later today, and I think that's just kind of going to confirm that Matt Milano will likely miss the rest of the season, which is just a massive, massive blow for the Bills. He is all over the field. He is a difference maker. The thing that he does so well is that he makes splash plays when you need them. He made Terrell Bernard better. He made everybody on the field better. He made the defensive line better because he would hold up behind them or he would be able to get home for that. Like There are so many things that Matt Milano does, and now they're going to need to find somebody else to try and fill that void, and he is quite simply irreplaceable. There's not anybody out there that you could trade for, that you could sign, that you could bring up from your practice squad, that you could slot in, that will be able to do the things that Matt Milano does. He is that good of a player. This is a massive, massive loss for the Bills. But unfortunately, oh wait, there's more. They're also likely to lose Daquan Jones for a very long time. I mean, the way Sean McDermott talked about it with a pec injury, if he needs surgery, that is likely a season-ending injury. And Daquan Jones, you go from Matt Milano, who I think is the best player on the defense, to Daquan Jones, who I think is the most underappreciated player on the defense and maybe on the entire team. Coincidentally enough, I was having a conversation before yesterday's game about guys like Daquan Jones and Leonard Floyd and saying, OK, both of those guys are absolutely coming back. Their contracts are only one year left. And you're like, absolutely, they're coming back because they have been so, so good. Now you got to wonder, like, is Daquan Jones going to play again this year? What does the future look like for Daquan Jones? The only thing that I think is a little bit more promising about... Promising might not be the right word... At least the Bills have other options at defensive tackle who you feel better about than the secondary options at linebacker. I mean, at defensive tackle, you have your rotation of Jordan Phillips. Obviously, you love Ed Oliver. You have Tim Settle. You have Puna Ford, who you signed from Seattle, who has been inactive. Now he needs to play a role on this team. He needs to get his rotations in. Linebacker, you go, okay, who are we going to use? Is it Tyrell Dodson? Is it Dorian Williams? Is it AJ Klein? I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to see what they're going to do. Oh, you get Balen Specter, probably back in a couple weeks from injury. Maybe Balen Specter is involved somehow. But yeah, these are really, really big losses. I I feel losses, I feel terrible for both of them because they are just really good football players who, you know, played such big roles on this team. Daquan Jones was just a guy who was beloved by his teammates because he did so many little things on and off the field that made them better. And Matt Milano, you know, Matt Milano, very quiet, very straightforward, right to business. But when you start to think about the core of this Bill's defense, for years it has been the secondary, Tredavious White, the safeties, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, and now you've got no Tremaine Edmonds, obviously, who leaves. You've got Matt Milano injured, likely for the year. You've got Tredavious White injured, likely for the year. And you've got Poyer and Hyde who are starting to show their age a little bit. And it makes you wonder, what is this defense going to look like moving forward? Now, all of that said, I guess this is when we can kind of shift our focus. Actually, no, there's one other thing we need to talk about, and that is... They have a cornerback problem. They need to figure something out. I don't exactly know what it's going to be, but all of the evidence points to this being an issue for the Bills because I, I don't want to point at like point fingers at anybody, particularly play-wise. I, I know that it's very difficult, and he's a very good player. But in big play situations, the Jags were literally just looking at Kelvin Ridley, and a lot of those times, Kyrie Elam was the guy on him. And they were saying, we know that our guy is going to win this battle, And he's going to make a big play, and he's going to get a first down. And you have to wonder if that would have been the exact same outcome with other guys on the field. And I'm not even talking about Tredavious White. Is that the same outcome with Christian Benford? Is that the same outcome even with Dane Jackson? I I don't know the answer to that. But it was not – and it's a very tough spot for Kyrie Elam to be, right? Like he's inactive every game. And now all of a sudden he's not just active, he is starting – Basically, the entire game. So, you need more from him given where he was drafted, given the resources you spent to get him. Kyrie Elam needs to be better. I think he will as time goes on a little bit, but I still think that this is clearly Christian Benford and Dane Jackson. I don't think that this is a rotation. I don't think that Elam is going to work his way in. I think when Christian Benford is ready to go, Christian Benford and Dane Jackson are going to be your two starters, but man, does it make another injury feel like an impossible hurdle to try and overcome? Because if Christian Benford gets injured or this injury turns out to be something long-term or Dane Jackson goes down, I have no idea what this team is going to do because they are going to be in a really tough position. I mean, it really tells you all you need to know that they brought in Jamarcus Ingram late into the game and took Kyrie Elam off the field and it had nothing to do with an injury. They just thought that Ingram gave them a better chance of making a play. I think there has been some pushback on Sean McDermott using Micah Hyde on Kelvin Ridley on that late play. It was like 3rd and four, third 3rd and 5. They hit him down the field for a big gain that basically... took the life out of the Bills that basically ended their chances of trying to come back in this game. My question is or I guess my rebuttal is Don't you think that he would have given you a better chance, Micah Hyde, than any of your corners? I think that says more about his Sean McDermott's lack of faith in his corners than it does about the decision-making to put Micah Hyde out there. I think if you're Sean McDermott, you go, I trust Micah Hyde, I don't trust those other guys. And Micah Hyde got beat. Maybe a couple years ago, Micah Hyde's a little bit faster. He plays that a little bit differently. Calvin Ridley just beat him. He made a really nice play. Trevor Lawrence made a perfect throw. Sometimes that's going to happen, but I don't really think that that was a mistake that he put Micah Hyde out there. I just think it was that he, he can't say this actually after a game, but his actions can tell us that he does not trust his corners as much as he trusts his safeties, at least right now. So we shall see what happens there. The one thing I will say though, about kind of switching gears and trying to be a little bit more optimistic moving forward, even with the injuries, I think the Bills defense did a pretty good job yesterday. They made splash plays. A.J. Epinesa was awesome. Give him some credit because he had a nice game. There were other guys who had some nice plays mixed in along the way. It's good to see that because you need now some of your more under-the-radar guys to step up. You wonder, how long is Greg Rousseau going to miss? How much is Von Miller going to play? Well, if Von Miller plays, let's say, three quarters next week instead of just a half, you're going to see a lot more of A.J. Epinesa, even if Greg Rousseau is healthy. It's a good sign that he's playing well because he's somebody they're going to need to count on. Same thing, like Sean McDermott, they made some nice plays. They kept the Jags in check for most of the game. They had just 11 points until late in the game, and then they started to kind of pile it on. So I think the whole MO of the Bills for years, his bend, bend, don't break. They bent for a lot of the day. The Bills were able to get them off of the field when they were certainly in range to score points, whether it be a touchdown or field goal. And it looked like, okay, now is the moment where the momentum is going to shift, but the offense couldn't lift them up. I think with Sean McDermott leading the way here, they'll be able to figure some things out. It is certainly not going to look as good or as dominant as it did at times when you had Tradavius White, when you had Matt Milano. But I do think Sean will be able to kind of dial some things up to kind of protect their areas where they're maybe not quite as good and lift the team up to not make the defense be a huge problem. I think right now for this team moving forward, you need your defense to be okay, and you need your offense to be outstanding. And that is how you can ultimately get to where you're trying to go. So let's now talk on that.